You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Welcome to episode 280. No, it's not a super special number, but uh, I just wanted to check this morning. I was like, oh, wow, 280. I remember breaking that 200 barrier not too long ago and being like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. 300 is going to be kind of far away. It's not, though. It's like 20 days away, something like that. But today we're talking about more... um, broadly about the NFL, going to look at some of the games that are coming up, not necessarily predictions, although we'll see what happens, but, um, you know, the games that are going on, the implications both for the Packers as well as for the playoffs, because the fact of the matter is, after this week the Packers are done, but there's still football to watch, so that's a decent amount what we're going to be talking about for the next couple weeks. But of course, I'm always going to try to tie it in with the Packers, right? What are we learning from these teams that maybe we should know for next year. Always little nuggets to learn. But then we'll be looking at, um, specifically for the Packers, if we win, what is that going to do for us in terms of the draft? If we lose, what is that going to do for us in terms of the draft? So all the teams, and there's a lot of them, that we want to win. Probably about half the NFL. We probably got half the games picked, and there might even be some conflict in terms of who we want to win and lose based on playoffs, but also the draft. But I don't know. We'll see, because I haven't really done it yet. I know what we're doing, I just don't exactly know the result, other than things I've been playing with this morning, but I didn't run through the whole thing, I don't have a, I don't do scripts, man, it's not my style, I've done it before, it's just, it's not great. But before we get there, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy, if you'd like to support the podcast, there's also a link if you'd like to do a one-time donation, as opposed to Patreon, which is monthly, but you can do it for as little as a dollar a month, and I think that's pretty cool. Packernet.com for all your news, notes, and information regarding the Green Bay Packers. Not all your news, just specifically Packers news. Might need to get the weather elsewhere. Might need to, I don't know. Haven't been on there yet. Who knows? I think he did an update on the site yesterday. Maybe there's weather now. Maybe you should just go check it out. Be sure to check out the Packernet Podcast Facebook group. Link for that is in the description. Still got the pick and pool. One last week. I don't think I've entered anything in that in like a month. But uh, I'm just looking at the list and it's like, oh yeah, we got that too. Sorry, guys. I thought it'd be fun. Props to those of you still doing it. NFLBigBoard.com. If you're looking to check out the draft, I would encourage you to start there. Finally, if you want to call or text in a question, 608-501-0718. That's 608-501-0718. So let's look first and foremost at some of the playoff scenarios. And I want to start with the AFC East because that's the least interesting to everybody. So we'll get that out of the way. I'm sorry, did I say AFC East? Getting off to a rip-roaring start here. The AFC in general. Doesn't have to be East. Could be. Doesn't have to be. Not sure we have anything to talk about, in fact, in the AFC East. Because it's the same that it's always been. The Patriots get a free ride to the, the uh, playoffs every year. With the number two team, the Miami Dolphins, coming in at a rocking 7-8. and eight. Let's see if the number two AFC East team can get to 8-8. Eight and eight. That's, that's the one interesting thing in the AFC East this year. Come on, Dolphins, you can do it. Let's see if we can get a team to not have a losing record. I hate the AFC East, man. I would love so much 
for the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets to just start being awesome. Please. I had no intention of talking about this, but I made a mistake, so let's talk about it. I don't like the Patriots. I used to. Used to be my second favorite team back when they were losing all the time. I got family out there. Sure, why not? Boston's a cool place. But, um, yeah, I think enough is enough. And I'm, I'm equally mad at the Dolphins, Jets, and Bills as I am at the Patriots. Because you bums just cannot get your stuff together. What a bunch of bums. Sam Darnold had better be a freak. I'm talking super freak. He better be super freaky. All right, enough of that. We're going to talk about the AFC because there are a couple teams that are uh, fighting for contention. As of right now, we've got the number one seed, the Kansas City Chiefs, the number two seed, the New England Patriots, the, uh, let's see, third seed, Houston Texans, fourth seed, Pittsburgh Steelers, fifth seed, L.A. Chadges, and the sixth seed, Indianapolis Colts. Now, I will say this. I do not think the Patriots win a Super Bowl this year. I uh, took that question, got a little crazy, started breaking things down, looking at all the different scenarios, what you need to win a Super Bowl, looked over the last 10, 12, 13 Super Bowls, and there's a certain pattern. Patriots and a couple other teams don't have it. The other one being the Minnesota Vikings, so there's actually a few of them, but I don't know if the Vikings even get in. We'll get into that. But we'll start with the Patriots, since we're, we're at that spot. There is a chance that the New England Patriots do not get a bye. If the Houston Texans can pull off a win and the New England Patriots lose against the Jets, please, Jets, do something good for once in your life. The Texans will be the number two seed and the Kansas City Chiefs will be number one, meaning, depending on who wins this game, but the Patriots would be taking on the sixth seed, which is currently the Colts. I think that would be awesome because the Colts are on a little bit of a tear right now. And I think it's possible the Colts knock the Patriots out. However, the Colts game is a pretty interesting game. Why is it interesting? Because the winner of that game is the sixth seed. If the Colts win, they're the sixth seed. If the Titans win, they're the sixth seed. Win and you're in. It doesn't get more exciting than that. Especially when the two teams fighting for the sixth seed are playing each other. It's not like we need to win and the team over there needs to lose. No, 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 no. The team on the same field as us needs to lose. That's awesome. I have to assume the Colts are going to win that game because I think they're better. Not a fan of the Titans. Nothing really against them. I just, for the last two to three years, I'm looking at them similar to how I looked at the Chargers, where it's like, you guys have a better team than what you're putting out. Kind of sad, really. And the offense in particular has been pretty trash. So hopefully the Colts' defense can continue to do what they're doing, win this game, Texans win, Patriots lose some miraculous way to the Jets, and then we get to watch the Colts stomp out the uh, Patriots. That's my pipe dream, anyways. Most of that's going to happen. The only thing that's not going to happen is the Patriots are not going to lose. So if those specific things happen as I would expect, you're going to have the number one seed Chiefs, number two seed Patriots, as I said. And then the only other interesting thing in the AFC, I believe, would be the um, fourth seed in what is essentially the uh, battle of the pathetic AFC North. Actually, I think I messed up. I had this thing all... uh, The Steelers are not the fourth seed. The Baltimore Ravens are. But if the Steelers win and the Baltimore Ravens lose, the Steelers become the fourth seed. And they're not the fourth seed because they have a good record. They're simply the fourth seed because they won the division, and the division was not all that fantastic. There is one other scenario, and it's completely ridiculous. But if the Raiders decide to play spoiler and beat the Kansas City Chiefs with the Chargers beating the um, Denver Broncos, the Chargers can be the number one seed ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs, who would become the fifth seed. I don't see that happening, but it would be kind of cool. I'm not sure why. I'm just not a big Chiefs fan. I would rather the Chargers do something with their lives for once. 
But anywho's, let's flipster it over to the NFC. Not northeast, south, or west, just the NFC. Because that's where things get a little more interesting. I mean, because it's the NFC and the NFC's cooler. That's that's pretty much why. So a lot of the NFC is already solidified. The, um, the Saints are the number one seed. They can't get knocked off, even with a um, Rams win and a Saints loss. So they're locked in there. I believe Seattle and Dallas are locked in as the fifth and fourth seed and will be playing each other. So that's already done a done deal. The question is with the remind, remaining four teams. We got the Bears and the Vikings, the Eagles, and the Rams. Now, the the Bears and the Rams are locked into the playoffs, but their positional standings are not. Now, what I said before is we want the Eagles to win because if the Eagles win and the Bears win, Vikings are done. That's kind of cool. The, the only problem is if the Bears do win and the 49ers somehow beat the Rams which is not entirely impossible. The Rams have been having a hard time. The, the 49ers have got a serious case of pride going on. Divisional game, the whole nine yards. If that happens, the Bears get a first-round bye. So we're kind of playing with fire, saying we want the Bears to win. Because, listen, all this comes down to, I would love for the worst-case scenario for everything. So we we could get the Vikings eliminated from the playoffs. We could beat the Lions, so then ha-ha. And then the Bears go on and hopefully get beat. But... We're giving them potentially a first-round bye if the 49ers win. So hopefully the Rams can beat the 49ers and we don't need to worry about it. But that could be somewhat problematic. So let's just play with that for a minute. If the Bears win and the 49ers win, the first seed is the Saints. The number two seed with a bye is the Chicago Bears. The Bears with the number two seed would take would take on the highest-seeded team. Well, let me just put it this way. If the Eagles continue to dominate and the Rams continue to fall off because it's going to be Eagles-Rams as the sixth and third seed, the Eagles have a real chance at beating the Rams. Now, I'm not really buying into the Foles thing. They're, I don't know. I don't want to say it's impossible, but again, we, we kind of looked at it before, at least I think, unless it was maybe just me looking at it. I think we talked about it. No, maybe not. I think that was just my research. Bottom line with Foles, he played two unbelievable games. Outside of that, he was kind of trash, and it was just the defense that kind of carried him. But those two games were incredible. So obviously the talent is in there somewhere. By the way, talk about an interesting storyline. Eagles are not bringing Foles back next year. You talk about a guy that's about to make some serious bank. I mean, if this guy even makes a half-hearted attempt at a Super Bowl run, if he can beat the Rams, this dude's going to get like $35 bucks. man. Just put it in the bank. So, anyways, separate side story there. But if that were to happen, the Eagles would be the sixth seed, making them the lowest seed, meaning they would go on to face the Saints. The Bears then would play the winner of either the Seahawks or the Cowboys, and to be completely honest, I think the Bears are probably going to beat the Cowboys, and I think the Bears have a really good chance of beating the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I just I just don't like that, man. Especially in Chicago, in January? Come on, man. That's not a good situation for anybody. The only thing we would hope is that the Saints could absolutely crush the hopes of the Eagles, that would absolutely need to happen. And then the Bears would have to go to New Orleans and play the Saints in New Orleans. If New Orleans loses and the Bears end up getting that far, I mean, it's just... <sighs> the Saints are the only team I feel like, you know, it, it, it's going to be hard to beat them, especially in New Orleans being the number one seed. As long as they are the gatekeepers to the Super Bowl, I feel confident. As long as that's the situation, that the Saints 
own the number one seed and don't get eliminated, I feel okay. The Rams have the ability to beat the Bears, but I almost feel like... I used to think of the Bears as like the poor man's Rams. It's almost the other way around now. (laughs) Because the Rams defense, which was considered top tier, is kind of just trash right now. And the offense is a lot better, but even they're starting to struggle. And Goff is playing even worse than Trubisky, which is really bad. I mean, Trubisky's not even in the in the top 32 right now. 32 teams, which means 32 quarterbacks. Trubisky is not in the top 32. That's how bad he's been this year. Goff, in the last couple weeks, worse than Trubisky. But okay, let's say the Rams do beat the Eagles. Then what's the situation? Again, we're still assuming the Bears end up getting that bye week. In that situation, the Rams would end up going to Chicago. Still not great that it's in Chicago, but it is what it is. Which, by the way, the Rams absolutely need to understand the severity of, of this game. They need to realize how serious it is that they beat the 49ers, because if they don't, the Bears, I mean, it's, it's got to be like 75% at least that they're going to beat the Vikings. So if they lose to the 49ers, they're probably not going to get that bye. But if they end up beating the Eagles, they're going to go into Chicago, which is not a great situation. I do think the Rams are a better football team. But with the Bears' defense, especially at home, I don't know. I just don't feel good about that. And then you would have either the Seahawks or the Cowboys. I would actually assume it's the Cowboys, especially since the Cowboys are the fourth seed, meaning the game will be played in Dallas. I think they're probably going to beat the Seahawks. So the Dallas Cowboys would go to New Orleans, and the Rams would go to Chicago. If the Bears ended up winning, it's really just hope against hope that the Saints can beat the Cowboys. I think they will. But, I mean, it's just absolute nightmare scenario if the if the, the Dallas Cowboys win because what's going to happen is the Bears beat the Rams at home, then Dallas has to go to Chicago, and I, I don't see any situation in which... I shouldn't say that. Dallas can be... It's possible. Dallas, if they can get their defense going, it's going to be really hard for the Bears to score. The, the, the biggest problem for the Bears is going to be their offense. And the Saints have a very good defense right now. The Eagles have a decent defense. The Seahawks have a decent enough defense. I mean, there's enough defense here to be able to to stop the Bears. The question is going to be which offense is going to be able to put up enough points on the Bears. I think I had said in the past it's, what is it, 22, 24 points or something like that. If you're able to score above that, you have a really good opportunity of beating the Bears. The question is who's actually going to be able to do that. You know, it's great insofar as... The offense doesn't have to do very much. The problem is you need an offense. If it, Let me put it this way. If the Bears meet an offense that's able to put up 25, 28, 30 points, Bears probably aren't going to win that game. Not to say they haven't done it in the past, but it's just that's not the game they want to play, especially in Chicago, especially in the cold weather. They want to play, you know, 14 to, to 6. That kind of... I mean, this this is old school Bears, man. The The... Monsters of the Midway. This is what it is. This is their, This is what I've been saying. It's it's hilarious because I remember maybe last year saying that the Bears are doing the wrong thing by going offense, offense, offense. It just doesn't feel right. I might have even said it this year. The, the, the identity of the Bears is defense. That's just what it is, and they need to embrace that. Well, hilariously, they go out and get their stud quarterback, and they get Matt Nagy, and they're trying to get this creative offense. They're trying to be the 2011 Packers, and what are they? They're the monsters of the midway. It's just the they they can't get away from it, and they need to embrace it. But anyways, I mean it, it's it's so I I do want the Bears to win, 
but we need the Rams to win because I want the Vikings eliminated. But if the Bears do end up getting that number two seed, I am legitimately concerned because I, I feel like whoever they play next, they're probably going to beat, whether it's, I, who cares? The only team they're, they're not going to play is the Eagles right out of the gate because they're the sixth seed, and if the Eagles win, they're going to New Orleans no matter what. But whether it's the Rams, the Seahawks, or the Cowboys, I'm, I'm worried. All three of those teams can beat the Bears, but I'm, I'm, I don't feel good about it in Chicago. So, anyways, that, that's sort of the, the game that we're playing right now. Um, I do want the Bears to win because I want the Vikings eliminated, but it's kind of a dangerous game. However, let's look at it from the other standpoint. Let's say the Vikings do win. If the Vikings win, the Bears will not be the number two seed, and that's the good news. The bad news is Vikings win and they're in. The nightmare scenario with that is now of the six teams that are in, two of them are NFC North teams that we don't want to win. The odds of one of these two teams winning a Super Bowl doubles. Now, the good news is, as I said, I don't think the Vikings have what it takes. Again, I, I, I looked at all the different Super Bowl champions and, the, and the, the breakdown of their team. I looked at their offense. I looked at their defense. I looked at their quarterbacks, and I ranked them. I said, okay, top five quarterback, top ten defense, whatever it is. There just seems to be certain criteria, with the exception of, you know, the Baltimore Ravens was the, the one real exception. And even that I don't think was an exception because the defense elevated itself toward the end. But if you look at it over the course of the season, it's an exception. But I think if you if you zoom in to the second half of the season, especially the playoffs, they were playing like a Super Bowl caliber team. But that's pretty much the only outlier. Outside of that, there is there is a criteria, and we'll talk about it next week when we look more at the, the playoff uh, teams, and I'll give my predictions and why, and we'll talk about that stuff. I don't think the Vikings have what it takes, which is good. That's the one good thing to look at, because then you have, regardless of what happens with the Rams, if they win or lose, they're still the number two seed, and then you have Bears-Vikings playing each other. And, I, you know, to be completely honest, maybe this is the best scenario, because ultimately, one of these teams automatically is eliminated. So either way, you're not going to have two teams getting any further than this. So with one scenario... You have the Vikings already eliminated. And the only real good thing about that is, I'm kind of changing my mind all of a sudden. <laughs> the only good thing about that is we get to brag and say, ha-ha, you guys didn't even make the playoffs. The bad thing is we run the risk of the Bears getting the number two seed, which gives them a very, very good chance of winning the Super Bowl. I shouldn't say very good, but I mean, it's, again, that first game they're going to play in Chicago, I think the Bears are going to win. The second game is going to be a really big hurdle beating the Saints, but if they can beat the Saints, now we're talking about Super Bowl. You know what they say about defenses. Defenses win championships, and there's no better defense right now than the Bears. I don't want to see the Bears in the number two seed. However, if we go the other route, I might be rooting for the Vikings here because essentially we have the Vikings going to Chicago to play the Bears. More than likely the Bears are going to win, but that's fine because then we ensure that the Bears are the number three seed and they have to go to, uh, to play the Rams. Now, I've said that they can probably beat the Rams, but first of all, this is the Rams in L.A., not Chicago. That's a benefit to the Rams. Second of all, of all the other teams, I think the Rams have the best chance of beating the Bears because the Rams' offense has the ability to put up those 30-ish points. I'm hoping the Rams can kind of get their stuff together because they've been kind of trash. They did win last week, but it was against a garbage football team, so I don't really know. But, you know, whatever. I actually, I actually think I want the Vikings to win this game. I know that's that's kind of blasphemous because that means they get into the playoffs. But then the other scenario was, what if the Vikings beat the Bears? I don't mind that at all. 
the Vikings have no home field advantage whatsoever. If the Vikings beat the Bears, they end up going to play the Saints in New Orleans. They're not going to beat the Saints. I hate to tell you, sorry, ain't going to happen. So the Bears get eliminated by the Vikings, which is awesome because the Vikings were trash. The Bears can't brag because they got beat by the Vikings. It's kind of a situation where every single team in the NFC North just kind of tucks their tail and starts whimpering. Better luck next year. And anytime you get a fan trying to pipe up and say, ha ha, we were the best, it's kind of like, really? You want to brag? Packers were playing like trash and you went one and one. Vikings were playing terrible. Considering the talent they have, they were playing like garbage. And they beat you in the playoffs. That's not supposed to happen to a number three seed at home with a dominant defense. That should never happen. I actually think best case scenario is the Vikings win the next two games. Now, the only concern, the only fear I would have is the Vikings going on a two-game run in which they win to get into the playoffs and they beat the Bears twice in a row, which is pretty scary. you got to kind of wonder maybe if they're figuring it out. And they do have a good enough quarterback and their wide receivers are scary and that defense has some real serious talent on it. you got to worry a little bit. But I'm looking at this, man, I don't know. I mean, listen, best case scenario is the Rams win, the Bears win, and that's it. Then the Bears are number three seed, the Vikings are eliminated. But if I can't know the outcome of the Rams game, I kind of want the Vikings to win. Because, again, the Bears and Vikings play each other, so one of them is getting eliminated immediately The added with the added benefit of the Bears definitively being the number three seed, meaning nobody gets that by. So I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of... What are those books for you? You choose your own path. It, it's up to you. Whatever you prefer, I'm not going to tell you who to root for. I thought I was going to say that we definitely need to be rooting for the Bears because I want the Vikings to be eliminated, and I do. But I guess you could say there's a case to be made that the Vikings winning is the best-case scenario. The, the With the biggest issue being, not only... I mean, it does guarantee that one team gets eliminated, but it also guarantees one team does make it to the uh, the next round. So, I don't know. Pick your own poison. I'm not really sure. I I think I'm still going to root for the Bears to win, just because I really do think the Rams are going to stomp out the 49ers, and then we don't have to worry about it. And then there's a chance, again, that with the Bears winning, the Eagles could win, and then we don't even have to worry about it. The, the, uh, the, let me fix this here real quick. The Vikings get eliminated today. The Bears get eliminated next week by the Eagles, and then after that, who cares? To be completely honest, I'd be happy with most of these outcomes. I would be okay with Kansas City, the Colts, the Texans, not the Steelers, just because they brag about all their championships. I'd like the Packers to be able to catch up. The the the, the uh, why can't I think of their name? The Raiders? No, Chief. Goodness gracious, the the Lightning Bolt team, the Chargers. Wow. I'd be okay with them. The Saints, I, w- I would love, and we're going to talk about this next week. There's no, You want to talk about how bad it is that Aaron Rodgers just has one championship? Drew Brees is basically like Aaron Rodgers, but he's been doing it a lot longer. This guy has been a dominant top five, top tier quarterback every single year of his career with very little exception. The guy's got one bowl to his name get him another one. And and listen, the cool thing about that too is the Saints are they're, they're going all in knowing that Drew Brees isn't really going to be around very long and if he wins a Super Bowl, maybe he's done, maybe he retires. I know he's got a contract next year, but I don't know. The point is I'm worried less about the Saints because this is a short-term 
dominant team. The Bears have a young quarterback. The the Eagles have a relatively young quarterback. The Texans have a young quarterback. The Chiefs have a young quarterback. The Rams have a young quarterback. The Bears have a young quarterback. Um, the, the, the Cowboys. I mean, most of these teams, if, if they become dominant, they're going to be a problem for us for a long term. Give Phillip Rivers a Super Bowl. Give Drew Brees a Super Bowl. I'm fine with that. I would love a Saints-Chargers Super Bowl. I think that would be awesome. Two very, very good teams with, with absolute. I mean, you want to talk about two teams with the most elite talent, that might be it. Chiefs have a lot, but it's all offense. They have no defense. The, the Saints and the Chargers have very, very good talent on offense and very, very good talent on defense. That would be a Super Bowl I'd love to watch. But anyways, as far as today goes, I don't know, man. I, I think I think Bears, I mean, if we're just going to pick the best case scenario, Bears-Rams win. There's no question about that. But again, if we want to play it safe, who are we rooting for as far as, you know, if if, if the... Rams lose, we want the Vikings to win. I guess that's the way we could look at it. If the Rams win, we want the Bears to win. If the Rams lose, we want the Vikings to win. We'll just, we'll call it that way. But otherwise, that's about it. Um, So that's it for the playoffs. Let's quickly switch it over to the draft and take a look at some of these teams and what it is we're looking for, and then we'll get out of here. So as you probably know by now, the Packers are currently at 14th. So ideally... The Dolphins, Redskins, and Browns win, because if they do, we're not going to get less or higher, lower, whatever, than 14th. We're not going to be any worse than 14th. The reason I include the Browns, as somebody pointed out, and I've said this before, but I, the Packers and Browns would be tied based on strength of schedule. We would still be ahead of the Browns. So technically, if the, if the Dolphins win and the Redskins win and the Cleveland Browns lose, we would still get the 14th pick, you know, if we win. But... After round one, it alternates. People with ties, they start to rotate. So right now, the the Lions, the Buccaneers, the Buffalo Bills, the New York Giants, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are all 5-10. and 10. Detroit, based on strength of schedule, is 5th, which is higher than everybody else. But after this pick in round two, I believe they drop down to last, right? It rotates. The guy at the top of the order goes to the bottom of the order. So the reason I say that we still want the Cleveland Browns to lose is because we we won't have to rotate. We'll be the only team with that record, and that'll be that. We will consistently pick ahead of the Browns in every single round. So, as I've said, I do want the Packers to win this game. I'd like to see a really good effort from the Packers, and um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys, it could be their last game in the green and gold. I'd like to see that effort. I'd love to see two games in a row with Rodgers just playing like vintage Rodgers just to give me a taste, just so that we can see again Rodgers is still Rodgers. It's not an age thing. It's not. There's not something wrong necessarily. It's just I, whatever. There was a funk. But Rodgers is still a freak. And I, I, I can't tell you how much I look forward to the day in 2019 when everybody stops talking about Deshaun Watson and you know, Mitch Trubisky, and oh my goodness, there, there's so many. I mean, th- listen, there's a changing of the guard happening, and it's kind of cool. It happens all the time. You know, there, there used to be, you know, Elway and Marino and Favre and all these guys, and then it switched over to become, you know, Breeze and Rodgers and Roethlisberger and Luck and these kind of guys, and there's a, and it's going to happen again. You know, uh, Rivers is on his way out. Eli's on his way out. Breeze is on his way out. Brady, who knows? Hopefully he's on his way out one of these days. I don't know. He's not going to stop till he wins another one, but hopefully that never happens. I don't care if he plays till he's 90. Just never win another Super Bowl and I'll be happy. But anyways, 
as long as Rodgers is here and playing, I want him to prove that you can change the guard all you want. Rodgers is still number one as long as he's playing on a football field, and I believe he has that talent. A lot of people want to talk about Mahomes. He's a really talented guy. He's not Rodgers. He has all the physical attributes, and if he can refine some things, he maybe could be Rodgers one day. He's a very, very talented guy. But you look at the interception numbers and things like that, he's, he's reckless. He's more like Favre than Rodgers, to be completely honest. And I would say that Rodgers is a more talented quarterback than Favre. As much as I enjoyed Favre, and I would probably say, you know, who, who brought me more f- enjoyment in my life? It would probably be Brett Favre. Partially because I was a kid, but also because it was just it was fun to watch the Packers, you know. But th- there's no question in my mind, Aaron Rodgers is a more physically gifted and talented quarterback. And Pat Mahomes, you know, he's got an unbelievable running back. He's got some great wide receivers and a, a phenomenal offensive coordinator and head coach. I'm not going to call him a system quarterback because he's beyond that, but there is a system and it does help him quite a bit. Give Aaron Rodgers a new offensive scheme. Give him a new offensive coordinator. Give him a new head coach. Give him some new motivation. Give him some new weapons. Nobody's talking about Mahomes in 2019. It's all Aaron Rodgers. And I cannot wait for that day. And listen, I, you know, I know things got a little heated, a little contentious at one point when we were talking about draft position, but please understand, if you're on the opposite side of this, still love you, but this is what I was thinking about. This is what I had on my mind. This is all I was talking about. I'm not trying to start a fight. I'm not trying to start a war within Packers Twitter or Packers Facebook. I just want you to understand that this is where my mind was at. I'm thinking 2019. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about the days where before the season started, what did every single person say? The Packers are the favorites to be in the Super Bowl. It's going to be Packers-Colts. It's going to be Packers-Patriots. It's going to be Packers-Steelers. It didn't matter what the AFC team was. The Packers were the favorite on the other side. That's just the way it was. For, geez, how, how long did that happen? I know it was going on from 2010 to at least 2015. I mean, 2015 is kind of when it started to taper off. And I remember me and a lot of Packers fans got upset because it's like, oh, I'm going to pick the Patriots and the, you know, the Seahawks. And it's like, excuse me? How dare you not pick the Packers? But they were right. But, you know, whatever, 2010, 2009, 2008, what, I mean, it, the Packers have always been the favorites. Not by everybody, but, you know, 50%, 40%, 70% of the, the analysts are saying Packers are, are at or near the top of the list to make the, the Super Bowl. And we're very close. We're very, very close. I can't wait. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know how we went down that road. But just understand, that's all I was talking about. Uh, we're kind of beyond that. We're not getting top five. We're not getting top ten. That's fine. It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. But I'm just, I'm excited because I want to see, that's where, that's that's how this started. I want to see Aaron Rodgers playing like Aaron Rodgers again. I just, I just want to see him have fun, man. I mean, it, it, it really is. I mean, I remember that with Brett Favre, too. It was the same thing, except Brett Favre played out of his mind when he was angry. Aaron Rodgers, when he's smiling, look out. Brett Favre, when he's angry, look out. It's so, it's so funny that that's a thing. I'm just realizing that now. I remember when things weren't going right, you know, Packers are down by 14, whatever. You know, the defense is really getting under his skin. And then somebody would cheap shot Brett Favre, and he'd get up and start screaming at the guy, and he'd start, you know, you know Warren Sapp or whoever. He's grabbing his face mask, and he's saying, get out of whatever. You just knew. I remember saying, sitting in my house, saying, oh, we won. <laughs> it's game over now. You made Favre mad. Because he played real good when he was mad. Aaron Rodgers, when you see him smiling, when he's having fun, it's game over, man. We saw it last week. 
game was real close. The Jets were playing out of their minds. Sam Darnold looked like a, a, a Pro Bowl quarterback. He looked out, uh, incredible. Defense wasn't playing real good. Offensive line wasn't great. We were, we're limited at wide receiver. But you know what? Rodgers is smiling, and we won that game. And it came down to overtime. Something that the Packers haven't been able to do is close out at the end of games. It goes into overtime or whatever the situation is, you know, fourth quarter. He got it done. So, anyways, continuing on now. The other teams we would like to win, if the Packers happen to lose, which is not my desire, but the Cincinnati Bengals, the Detroit, uh, nope, the Denver Broncos, the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons. So if those teams happen to win... Not very likely, but let's just say they do, and the Packers happen to lose. We will have the 10th overall pick, and that's pretty awesome. Now, again, I don't want the Packers to lose. I'm willing to bet three out of those four are probably going to lose, so the best-case scenario if we lose is we go from 14 to 13, maybe 12, whatever. We're not getting to 10, especially since a lot of these teams are playing guys that are, you know, trying to get into the playoffs or trying to get number one seeds or whatever the case may be. Uh, Bengals are playing the Steelers. Steelers are going to be playing out of their mind because it's if you lose, you're out. Uh, Denver Broncos are playing. Who are they playing? Oh, they're playing the Chargers, so they have a chance if they win to get the number two seed. Again, not very likely, but you know, Chargers are going to be playing out of their mind. But again, these are the teams we're rooting for. So we want the Bears to win. We want the Rams to win. We want the Falcons, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Bengals. The Dolphins, the Redskins, and the Browns. That's who we're rooting for. So like I said, about half the league. <laughs> and I don't think there's any conflict. I could be wrong. There's got to be at least one in there that I'm missing. But whatever. That, that, that's what we're hoping for. And, and we are rooting for the I'm rooting for the Packers. You can, if you want to do draft, you know I don't care about that. You know I, I, I completely understand, obviously. You're not going to get me upset if you're saying you want the higher draft pick. Because I get it. So anyways, I got some stuff to do. You folks, enjoy your Sunday. Got some football. We're going to be talking about playoffs, doing some deep dives into stats and numbers and stuff starting in the off season. And again, I would encourage you to uh, hit up the uh, the phone number because I'm going to need some help. If I'm doing seven days a week with no football, I'm going to need some questions or something. That phone number again, 608-501. Okay, Riley, thank you for your participation. 608-501-0718. Please, any questions, comments, concerns, and it's, it's not even just questions. It's a matter of, like, the, the great thing about, I think his name is Kevin. He asked a question, and it caused me, it gave me a reason to do some serious research. I love that stuff, man. If, if you can give me something to look at, like, you know, whatever, whatever. A deep dive, some, some statistical stuff, just some, you know. Again, whether it's Packers-specific, NFL-specific, you want to look at head coaches, you know, some breakdowns as far as offensive and defensive coaches, whatever it is, let me know because I just need a direction. And I promise you, I can take that question, like what happened with, I keep saying Kevin, I hope that's his name, what happened with Kevin's question, that turned into a four-segment series, which is going to take four days to break down the NFC North. And then I realized I didn't answer his question, and that broke down into, I can't even tell you an unbelievable thing and it just it really got me diving into stuff that I never would have done before so anyways anything as as deep as you want to get the deeper the better give me some numbers give me some questions and uh let's let's get it going and um I I will do the work 
you know I'm going to do the work. I take this stuff very seriously, and I, I love to learn. So um, give me something that you're curious about. I'll do the homework, and we'll talk about it, and we'll, we'll get everybody learned up real good. And if it's just Packers, you know, I get I, Pro Football Focus. I pay a lot of money for that. So they've got some real serious stats. Give me some questions, and I'll, uh, I'll dig up the numbers for you. But anyways, enjoy your Sunday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Uh, bye-bye. It's 20 below zero, and I don't even care. Because we're at Lambeau Field. And I'm a cheesehead. Down, down, right after the snap, Lambo leaping title town. Final round, the pack in Super Bowls. Your team gets them hardly. Number one is green and gold, just ask Vince Lombardi.